Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. When the last time you heard the name Jeff Garcia? If you're Generation, what, what is this, L? Generation X? <laughs> D-Generation X? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. If you're a millennial, maybe you've never heard of Jeff Garcia. Uh, Jeff Garcia was the quarterback uh, that came in approximately after uh, Steve Young had to retire. I don't think he was the first 49ers quarterback that came in after Steve Young. But he came in after Steve Young. Uh, we're talking about the, uh, the Terrell Owens uh, days of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he bounced around a little bit after that, I think, with the Eagles and maybe another team. He was good when, when he had, you know, T.O. It's a very, I mean, he was above average. And there was always some discussion if he was be above average because of the talent around him or because he was a good quarterback. Maybe he was decent. You know, not Hall of Fame, made a couple of Pro Bowls, but, you know, anybody can make the Pro Bowl these days. Uh, He's okay. But, you know, him and T.O., like T.O. with a lot of his quarterbacks, uh, got into it uh, a lot. You know, T.O., you know, if you if you play with Steve Young and then you go to Jeff Garcia, you know, it's, it's, it's just it's an issue. It's a downgrade. So T.O. wasn't his biggest fan. I believe T.O. had a, a Playboy interview um, that implied heavily uh, that Jeff Garcia was gay. That was a big thing. I mean, we're talking about San Francisco, the Bay Area. Uh, Jeff Garcia has denied that. I mean, it's his business if he's gay or not. But that basically sums up what most people remember about Jeff Garcia. Some good years in San Francisco. T.O. calling him gay. Uh, Him floating around the NFL for a while. Maximizing, you know, his talent. Reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Like, you know, not great, kind of short, but, you know. Put some talent around him, he could be okay. Anyway, Jeff Garcia pops up the other day, and he has thoughts on uh, Cam Newton. Now, you know, you don't have to be a sports expert. You don't have to be on the hot take shows to know that Cam Newton is not playing great. Uh, he has not looked good since he came back from the Rona. I don't know if that's Rona related in regards to his health or just, you know, he got out of his rhythm or he hasn't been practicing, whatever it may be. Or the fact that, you know, they don't have any weapons. When all your, your best, like three wide receivers are running backs, that's a problem. It's one of the reasons why Tom Brady got the hell up out of there. You know, Julian Edelman, clutch in the playoffs. Very clutch in the playoffs. Not a great regular season. Wide receiver, not a number one wide receiver. He is what he is. He's a clutch wide receiver. 
basically is he's Cole Beasley with with good playoff games. He's Adam Humphreys with good playoff games. That's that's what he is. It's nothing wrong with that. It's no problem with that. Hey, I, if 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 I had to choose, over you know, I would rather be clutch in the playoffs than be you know a great regular season guy. Whatever the case, Cam is not playing well. Everybody knows it. Cam knows it. Belichick knows it. Everybody knows it. But Jeff Garcia decided to equate Cam Newton not playing well to how he dresses. Now, Cam dresses. Let's see what's a good, you know, it's, it's a style. It's his style. You know, he, he wears the auntie scarves and, you know, he has a lot of colors and he may have a feather in his hat. You know, his pants may be up to his knees. I mean, it's his style. It's his style. But somehow Jeff Garcia said that because Cam is not playing well, he can't dress in his own clothes. Now, come to find out that Jeff Garcia is an anti-mask guy during the global pandemic, doing the wrong. So this is a guy that does not want to be told to wear a mask that can save lives during a global pandemic telling a grown man that he can't wear the clothes that he's purchased with his own money because he's throwing a couple of interceptions. That's America, white America, in a nutshell. Just think about that from a very logical standpoint. You, as a white male, is saying, hey, listen, I know all of the experts, all of the scientists, all of the reasonable people in our country says, hey, if you just you know, wear a mask and you social distance, we can maybe cut the death toll in half. And you're like, no, nope, not going to do it. I'm white. You can't tell me what to do. And then you have the audacity to go on the radio and say Cam Newton shouldn't wear the clothes that he wants to wear because he threw three interceptions. Like that, that is peak white privilege right there. You can say, you know, I don't, I wouldn't wear what Cam wears. (laughs) I think, you know, you can say you don't like what Cam wears. You can say it's bad fashion. But what you can't do is tell a grown man what he can and can't wear outside. As long as it's not hurting. I mean, is the hat doing anything to anybody? Is Is the auntie scarf? bothering you that much you never hear this about white people you know why because white people like to tell you what you should do what's appropriate but if you tell them like literally anything they start screaming first amendment and freedom of speech all of this other stuff but they have no problem telling you what you should do like nobody says hey you know bill belichick um you know you just lost by 40 you know, maybe you should wear a collar shirt. You know, maybe put a suit on. Maybe, you know, come to the podium with no holes in your, in your sweatshirt. Nobody says that. We, we make fun of it. Nobody says it. So you can jokingly make fun of Cam's, you know, IT scars, but you can't literally be upset and tell a man this is what he should wear. A grown man. I would say, just imagine if, if the shoe was on the other foot. You know, Jeff Garcia, who's thrown... Many of interceptions, and some some black guy was like, you know, some Jeff, uh, you shouldn't wear your Wranglers today. Uh, we would prefer you wear some pleated pants. 
you know, maybe, you know, maybe a, a white shirt instead of a Miller Lite shirt. Just imagine how, how the reaction, you know, to that. It, 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 it is wild to me. And I don't know if it's, I, I don't think it's ignorance. Because I think it, it's so logical that you can't be ignorant about it. You have to know what you're saying. You're basically saying, listen, I'm white. I tell black people what to do. But don't tell me what to do. Don't ask me not to be racist or anything like that. That's too much. But, you know, Cam, don't wear, you know, capris. Put some socks on with your your, your, your shoes. That, I mean, that to me, that was, that, was, that was 2020 or, hell, the whole history of the country in a nutshell. Jeff freaking Garcia is telling people what they should wear. Grown men. What the word? Just because they threw three interceptions, like it, it, I, it's unfathomable, but not not surprising because this is Trump America, and, and we find out that that Jeff is MAGA. You know it was bad because the radio show took the clip offline; they didn't want nobody else to see it. <laughs> they that's how bad they knew it was. It, it's you know it's it's man to man, so it, it didn't get as much run as it should but it, it's really no different than if, if plenty like if Jeff Garcia had told Maria Taylor this is what she should be wearing or he told you know Aaron Andrews you know her, her you know if you're gonna be on the sideline doing reporting your dress should be a certain lip if he said that he you know I don't know what jobs he have but he probably would be out of a job it's really it's no different it's no different. You're telling someone that you think what how they're dressing is inappropriate when how they dress has nothing to do with anything. It's just a style choice. Jeff, you know, T.O., you know, in, in retrospect, he may not have went about it the proper way in calling out these guys while it was happening, but if you really think about it, a lot of the stuff that he said over the years about people are coming uh, or turned out to be true, like 100% true. A.B., Antonio Brown, not uh, Adrian Broner. Uh, A.B.'s back. He's with Tampa because Tom Brady wants him there. There's an interesting thing about society. It, it, and, and I don't have a good answer, you know, for this, so I'm not taking a side. I'm not, I'm not taking a side. I just, really, this should probably be in the keep that same energy uh, segment. But how do you determine who gets a chance to redeem themselves and who doesn't? Like, that's always been my thing with, with people and media. Media will say, you know, we believe in second chances. People, we want people to change. We want people to turn their life around. And then when they're given the opportunity, they will say, I can't believe that person got another opportunity. We should never give them another opportunity again. Like, you know, is it Uchi, Uchi Wally, what is it, is it Uchi Wally or Black Girls Lost? I'm pretty sure I messed up that nah, it's line, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, nobody says anything about Tyreek Hill anymore. Like, that was kind of a thing for a minute. I can't believe Tyreek Hill still has a job in the NFL, but nobody really says anything about it anymore. We've talked ad nauseum about bathroom Ben Roethlisberger. 
nobody ever mentions that because to me is there a like is there a term limit with it you, you know what i mean like if someone is good for three years after four years after does that mean that we don't talk about it anymore like i'm just trying to figure out what the rules you know are with it you know frank clark and all these other guys like at what point is it like okay nothing has happened with them for x amount of time we just gonna not talk about it anymore you know how 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 does how is that determined with the redemption? If you know Antonio Brown, if he's he, you know he he he's had a lot of issues, okay, and a lot of those paints a picture of not a good person, you know. But if his fiance, who threw the the gummy penises at, takes him back and they're back together and they're having another baby, what well, you know what do you say then? Do you, do you, do you, do you, I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm just trying to figure out what media wants. Do they want a redemption story or do they never want them to get another chance? Like, I understand both ways. Especially when, like, if you had said, hey, Ben Roethlisberger should never, ever play another down in the NFL just based off of the one bathroom story, right? Not even counting the other stuff. I'd be perfectly fine with that because that was totally disgusting. You know, they they still bring up Michael Vick doesn't even play. They still bring up Michael Vick and the dog fighting. You know, your Greg Hardy got another chance. I mean, like, what what is it? What is the criteria, right? So if people were saying, hey, it, it seems like Antonio Brown has a mental health issue, and we want him to get better, and he gets another opportunity. Is that okay? Or are you saying that any... Because then it becomes a slippery slope. Because if you don't want Antonio Brown in the NFL, hey, trust me, on each team there's at least one or two terrible people. Probably more. And yes, there are people that... There's public things, but there's a lot of private things you have no idea about. You have no idea if these, these guys are good guys or bad guys. None. You have no idea. Sometimes the media knows a little better because they with them on a day-to-day basis, but even then they don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Some some athletes are very good at manipulating the media and being terrible people behind closed doors. So it's a slippery slope. Like, so if you write your AB article, you know what did did you write those articles about Ben Roethlisberger and others? I mean, Peyton Manning, you know, put his his, his ass on on. On somebody's head at Tennessee, you know, on a doctor, you know, whatever it was, or a woman's head, put it right in the face, like Rikishi. And nobody talks about that. They also don't talk about how he got those steroids sent to his wife's house. I mean, to his wife. But hey, you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. It, my thing has always been consistency, and you know, fairness. You know, if you if you're if you're a type of person that always says they should never get another chance and, and you can prove that you said that with every single person, every single athlete, every single player that's ever done something wrong. I mean, hell, even 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 Cap had a, a situation back in the day. So, you know, and what if what happens if, you know, those situations are proven to be not true? You know, like how do you how do you handle that? Like the Tyreek Hill situation, 
it's still, it's still, he said some bad things on there, but then there was some other things that came out later. And like, how do you handle that? Remember the NFL didn't, didn't after they got, I guess, all of the information, they didn't suspend them at all. And he got his contract extension. It's just, it's just, I think sometimes, if we're being honest, a lot of these media people are saying things that they don't really care about. I'm just being honest with you. They, they say real strong opinions. They write these long articles about certain things. and But when they go home, they don't care about the actual issue. They just care about using the issue to get people to read, to see themselves as some sort of champions and all of this stuff. They don't actually care. Okay? They don't care. Just That's just that's just the truth of the matter. That, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Other people might not tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. That That's what's going on. Some of your favorites that you're like, oh, they're a champion, for, they don't care. They care about their bank account, and they care about how many views and, and readers that they have. That That's it. That's it. Uh, J.R. Smith said the only, the only player or teammate that he didn't like was uh, Sam Decker. Remember Sam Decker played for Wisconsin? They were in the Final Four. You know, there's always a lot of, you don't even realize it. There's so many, like, college players that come into the league, and then you, you think about, like, hmm, I wonder whatever happened to him. And they, they, they play for two or three years and you never see him again. I thought he played for the Rockets but at some point. I think he did at some point. But I guess it, throughout his three, four-year NBA career, he was on the, the Cavs for a little bit. And Gerald Smith said he was a basically a white supremacist. And, you know, he was trying to convert people over to Trump. It's, it's more than you think. In, in sports, especially in football, I would say. But it doesn't matter the sport. There's a lot of Trump. There's a lot of MAGA guys. They may not even be Trump guys, but they're more Republican. And they don't... Like, I always go back to what um, Richard Sherman said about Nick Bosa, which was essentially, if you can rush the pass, and we don't care about any of the other stuff. As long as, you know, you... That, I guess the difference with Decker is Decker was trying to push it on people while he was with the team. But if you don't push it on people and you can rush the pass or you can shoot the three, nobody cares. Nobody cares. At all. But Duncan Robinson for the Heat, you know, he was kneeling. Had, you know, say their names on the back of his jersey. Dates a MAGA woman. Like, nobody cares. A lot of it is just for show. Jay Jones, damn, he was out there telling people to shut up on the radio today. <laughs> Master Jerry's not uh not not too happy. I don't know if the Cowboys are ever gonna get good. The problem the Cowboys is not a talent issue. It's not I think I always said I think the problem with the Cowboys is win or lose, Cowboy players are more famous than pretty much any other NFL player on any other team. Like your third string tight end on, on the Cowboys is more popular than the starting wide receiver on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes that goes to your head because you, you, you get caught up in the fame. Like, you're a Dallas Cowboy. It's a big deal. But, you know, they get caught up in it, and then they stop doing all the little things. I always, I always notice this about Cowboys players. They host more, well, before the runner, but they hosted more club parties like the third stringers, 
then probably combined are the third stringers in, in all the other 31 teams combined. Every week, I would see a flyer, such and such from the Cowboys, hosting that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he'd be the third string uh, right guard. <laughs> that fame gets to you, man. That fame gets to you. Got, got, Jerry, got Jerry, you know. Jerry already stressed because I think Trump may lose. And he doesn't have all of his fans there, so he's not making as much money as he usually is making. That's why he opened up the um, Jerry's World to uh, Earl Smith and um, and um, Danny Garcia, trying to make some of his money back. This seems like a bad move. They tried to kill Canelo Dalton, and not one Cowboy player stood up for him. That's why I was like, yeah, that season's over. I mean, it's the NFC East. I guess they can get hot. I mean, you don't even have to get hot. You get lukewarm. <laughs> If you get lukewarm, you, you'll be okay in, in getting the, the NFC East. If you just lukewarm, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, this was just a story we did today about Kevin Durant saying uh, people are emotional about if it's rings count. Listen, the rings count. No matter how you get them, uh, they count. I see David Carr on the NFL Network all the time, and it says Super Bowl champ. And I'm like, when? And I guess he backed up Eli Manning one year. Didn't take his, you know, back then Eli never missed a snap, so took, took zero snaps. You know, there's a lot of players on the Lakers right now saying they're champions and play one minute. So, yeah, his, his rings count. You know why his rings count? I'll tell you why. Because people don't want to talk about this, but that's what I'm here for. I get what people are saying. I understand what people are saying. That there is a subtle difference between what LeBron did with the Heat, uh, you know, what LeBron did with the Lakers bringing in AD and stuff. There, there is a subtle difference in the fact that, you know, those teams weren't great before he got there. And, you know, they kind of put made them together to, to you know, to, they kind of created the, the – the team as opposed to KD going to the Warriors uh, 73 and 9 was up 3 1. And you know, you go to the team that you couldn't beat. I understand that rationale uh, behind being a little salty about the move. But here's the situation at hand the goal is to win a championship, right? Are you going to be mad at Giannis? When he goes to the Warriors or wherever he goes, if he, if he wins the championship, the reason is you have an option. Here, here's your options. Your options are potentially winning no ring and ending up like Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, uh, John Stockton, Dominique Wilkins, Reggie Miller, Chris Webber, maybe Chris Paul. And Carmelo. So those are your options. Your options are, are, are never winning the ring. And people mentioning that every five seconds of your post-career. Or your options are winning rings. And then have people say, ah, well, they don't count. Well, they count. You're a two-time champion. And he just didn't win the ring. You know, it's not like he was on the bench. I mean, he's a two-time finals MVP. And furthermore... There was not like there was not any adversity in 
winning both championships. Yeah, they they this they they got rid of the Cavs pretty easily in both series, but they had issues with the Rockets. They had to go to a, a seventh game. Uh, Steph was hurt for some of the playoffs, and then once again, you see why it's not easy to win because the whole team was still intact for the third championship, but they didn't win simply because people got hurt. So, I mean, they probably would have swept the Raptors if they were fully healthy, but they wasn't. They may have lost to the Rockets if Chris Paul didn't get hurt. Like, So it wasn't like it was easy. It wasn't like they were just fo 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 fo. I just, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, he says, KD says he likes to engage. I, I don't, I don't think it's necessary to engage with those with the Twitter users and stuff like that. And obviously I think it bothered him to a degree because that's why he's in, in, in the nets, which is not necessarily a better situation than what he would have been in with the warriors. I don't know if he ever thought he was going, that was going to be his team. That's Steph Curry's team, regardless of what happens. It's like Miami. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they appreciate that. Braun came in, won the championships and what it's still it's Wade's team. Like that's just that's just all, the homegrown drafted player that's led a team to a title before you got that's their team. Now the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets at least, really have no history. So that could be KD's team. But the thing is you already got two rings in the pocket, so there's not as much stress uh to win the the championship. But yeah, his rings count. Come on, you guys have been silly. You can say that you don't like the way he went about him, but rings count. If LeBron's bubble ring count and whoever won the World Series 60 game regular season ring, yeah, his ring, yeah, KD ring counts. A friend of mine thinks Odell uh, Beckham should retire just become a model. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you should just become, I mean, he just has a tough um, injury history. I mean, I don't. I think last year he, he played all the games, but um, he, just, he was hurt all year, and then he turned his ACL. He's torn all a bunch of other stuff. I don't think he's ever going to reach what people thought he was going to be when when he made that catch. I always said the catch was. The best and worst thing that ever happened to him. It's the best and worst thing that ever happened to him. The catch made him bigger than f- football. He's a he's an international superstar. Everybody knows his name. Regardless if he catch five passes or zero passes. That catch made him an international superstar. But it also put like these weird... It's, it's a price to be an international super. It's a price to fame. And he never quite seemed right. He never quite seemed comfortable with that. And then people have these expectations for you on the field. And he hasn't lived up to them because of injury and, and other reasons. So, yeah, it's kind of a gift and a curse. I mean, but, you know, I just, I just you know, I don't know what he wants to do with his 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 career. At this point, it's unfortunate with the injuries and stuff, but it's going to be a good 30 for 30 uh, back in the day, whenever it takes place. He'd probably have a documentary uh, about him and whatnot. 
Alright, let's get into what in the blue hell. What in the blue hell? There's a Republican senator in Tennessee named Joey Hensley. Now listen, I understand all politicians are corrupt. I understand that. But come on, my guy. This guy was not arrested. I might I just want to point that out to you. Not arrested. He just is he's he has a little malpractice hearing. And in the malpractice hearing, he says he admits to uh, giving drugs, you know, like prescription drugs like that he shouldn't be giving to one of his employees. Now, his employee just happened to be his second cousin uh, that he was having sex with. And her husband is one of his best friends. These are the people that are in Senate. I, I, I don't I don't know what to say. I, I, and he, he literally got up there and was like, I don't I don't think that's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal that, you know, I was giving drugs to my second cousin who I'm sleeping with, whose husband is one of my boys. Said it with a straight face. If you look at his picture on the site, go to Black Sports Online. Uh, he looks just like a guy that would do all of the things that I just said. All of the things that I, it is just, it is just mind boggling. Some of the things that are coming out in 2020. It's just, it's just I, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I, after I read the story, I had to check and see. You know, I, you know, my wife's a big Tennessee Titans fan, so she has a lot of friends in Nashville. I'm like, this was going on in Tennessee. I mean, I know I'm from Missouri, so I really can't talk. But come on, man, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, I've talked to, to you guys about this in the past. If you are a practice squad player, just that that may be the good time for you just to shut up and dribble. Or if it's football, I guess, I don't know, take your ball and go home. I, I don't know. If you're a practice squad player, you can't take any risk. Remember the practice squad player, I guess, for the uh, the Seahawks? Remember you tried to sneak the the girl in during training camp, during the Rona? If you're a practice squad player, you just, you just can't do that. It's not worth it. You're on very thin ice as it is. So you can't do anything that's going to get you cut. Case in point, we had uh, Josh Hawkins from the uh, Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. They caught him uh, like, what, over the weekend doing the Soldier Boy. He was cranking that. Some white girls at the bar. I don't know if he was recording it. It didn't look like he was. It just looked like somebody was recording it. But everybody's snitched now. Everybody's a snitch. So even if you're the practice squad player for the Carolina Panthers, somebody's going to see that video and be like, hey, wait a minute. That's Josh Hawkins cranking that soldier boy. Let me put it on Twitter and, and, and get him cut. But it's hard to, it's hard, you know, not to blame him. He knows better. You better put, some, put a, a fake beard on and some sunglasses. Put a hat on or something. You can't be ID'd with, with, on the milk yacht playing in the snow. You, you can't do that. You're just on fine. You're just thin ice. Can't be out. It's not. Trust me. I saw the the snow. The snow girls. It, it wasn't worth it. it. Trust me. It's not worth it. Now, the difference between Josh Hawkins and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley is, you know, the. Saquon and Daniel Jones, the first round picks. But same difference. 
It ain't gonna get cut. But if they're out there, you know, playing in the snow and the driver's putting it all on Instagram, somebody's gonna see it. Especially after taking an L. Look, you can't stop. Obviously, you can't stop people from going outside, even in the Rona. I mean, you can suggest it. If they're not in the bubble, they're going to find a place to go. I mean, it's New York City, it's Carolina, North Carolina. They're going to Charlotte or whatever. They're going to find somewhere to go. The real question is, can you hide it better? I mean, you got Saquon, who still hasn't had his surgery on his knee, out there riding bikes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, nobody, yeah. Yeah, you got to tell, you know, you got to have those NDAs ready. You got to tell the driver, no pictures. You got to tell the, the the snow, the snow girls, no pictures, no, no IG live, no TikTok. You know, if you got a party, I know it's hard. I know it's hard in 2020, you know, just to party in, you know, in, in privacy. Everybody, everybody wants to see what you want. Everybody see what you're doing in 2020. Everybody got to see, here's this picture, here's this video, here's this YouTube, here's this TikTok, here's this Instagram, here's this Snapchat. Everybody wants to show you what they're doing in real time, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. But, uh, if you have something to lose, probably shouldn't do that. We had two situations where athletes and rappers were driving through Trump uh, supporters. I was thinking about this, like... The, can you imagine a time like if you in whatever it was? What, what, what was Bush? What was Bush, the first Bush is what like the nineties, and uh, the the second Bush was like the two thousands. I you know I I mean I don't recall, but I think I would remember if you drove through like a George Bush rally, W. I mean I don't think you would fear for your life. Would you? I don't I don't think so. I don't remember George George W. Bush was popular, but I don't remember his, you know, constituents be like, hmm, they may pull a gun out on me. <laughs> you know, they may, you know, who knows? They may try to hang me. That's what you got with Trump. So, what, Cardi B and Offset? Offset! I guess that divorce is not going through. I, I don't I don't even know what the point of that was. But off, they were driving to Beverly Hills. Here's the thing about the, the Trump supporter in Beverly Hills. That I only, a little secret, they don't live there. <laughs> they don't live in Beverly Hills. What they do is they live in poor parts of California and then they drive to Beverly Hills to make it seem like the rich people are for Trump. Now, the rich people are probably for Trump, but if you live in Beverly Hills and you're a millionaire, a billionaire, a high hundred thousandaire, you're not spending your Saturday outside walking around for Trump. You may vote for Trump. You may agree with his policies. You may hate black people. But you're not spending your Saturday afternoon walking around in MAGA hats if you're a millionaire in Beverly Hills. I can promise you that. Those people are not from Beverly Hills. Anyway, Offset. Offset. And Cardi B were driving through and, and they ran up. <laughs> they ran into some Trump supporters. And of course, because you know he's the rapper, he got arrested. Or he got detained. And her, and her cousin got arrested for having a gun. Just while all of the Trump supporters laughed at him. Probably still got Migos somewhere in their iTunes but or Spotify, but still whatever. And then DeAndre Hopkins, Arizona's a 
Arizona can be a swing state, but don't forget, Arizona was like the last state to say, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King should get a holiday. So there are some issues there as well. So I guess in Arizona they have a Trump caravan where, you know, on the weekends, once again, this is weird to me. But in the weekends, you know, they drive up and down the highway screaming how much they love Trump in like a Trump van or something. And then they came up on DeAndre Hopkins and he got kind of boxed in and he had to get the hell away from him and he gave him the finger and they got all you know sensitive because even though they, they're always the ones that call people snowflakes, but they're the sensitive, the most sensitive ones of it all. Just be careful. Um, I'm going to talk more uh, about the election if you're wondering like why well, I haven't gotten into all of that stuff yet on uh, Friday show when the show come on Friday because what's going to happen is I do a Friday show I talk about the election and, and what's at stake I'll go uh, Chris Co- was it Chris Como or one of them, Don Lemon I'll go Anderson Cooper on you but then we do another show on Tuesday but that'll be election day um, and then the next show obviously after that <laughs> I'm sure it'll be interesting so not getting all into it right now, you know, today, because it is, you know, yeah, a lot over the weekend and stuff. But obviously, go out and vote. Um, I want to get more detail about voting and Trump and Biden and all of that stuff. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the whole Friday show, so you can listen to it over the weekend. Yeah, but for now, be just be careful. That that's my main. Be be careful um, when dealing with. Trump people because they're, they're like the cops, they're punks. So when you're a punk, you know, you, you don't use your words. You, you That's why they want their guns because they're so soft. So that's the reason that they want the guns. So just be careful because I, I don't want anything to happen to you um, dealing with some stupid MAGA person. On to the Injustice League. The Injustice League. This is scary to me because... We saw another black man get shot in broad daylight. His name was uh, Walter Wallace. And it just kind of registered a blip. Like, I don't know if people are numb to it. It's just, or is there so much stuff going on before you know, the election? But it, just, it didn't register the way that some of the other shootings and, and police brutality has like earlier in the year. And to me, this was just as egregious and as bad because uh, Mr. Wallace's mother, I believe, called the cops because he was having a mental health issue. It was very clear uh, that he was having some sort of mental health issue. Um, He had a small knife. Uh, He wasn't swinging it at anyone. His mother and other people in the neighborhood was trying to calm him down. And there were two cops, and you could just tell by their body language, they were scared to death. Even though they're the ones with the guns and all of this stuff, they were scared to death of this, this black man with his little knife um, agitated because he's having a mental health issue. Now, the police job is supposed to be de-escalation, but all they did was escalate it because they were trigger-happy things. Um, and when they shot him in the middle of the street in front of his mother, they shot him 10, 15 times. They were nowhere near him. There's at least 10, 15 feet away from him, so there was no need to shoot. I don't know where the tasers were, was at. I understand that he did have a weapon, but 
your life is not in danger if, if someone is 20 feet away from you. Like, it, like I can see my neighbor across the street. And if I was standing in my garage and he was across the street at, at his house and he pulled out a knife and we still had the street, you know what I mean, like between us, at that point I'm not in any, you know, danger. Now, if he's like right up in my face getting ready to swing, then, then yeah. But if, I, if he was just standing at his door and I was standing at my door and we're 10, 15 feet apart and he's yelling and he has a knife and I shot him 15 times, I would go to jail. That's why I always say, like, these cases should not be difficult. It should be, they should just be applied to if this was a regular person that was doing the shooting. You know, for example, like I said, if there was a, a dispute outside and people were arguing and one person had a knife and the other person had a gun and the person shot at the guy with the knife 10, 15 feet away from him, what would happen to the brain? I mean, they may not get him for first degree murder, but he would definitely be arrested for something. That's just the way it goes. Maybe I should put it to you like this. Let's say there was a white guy that was that had a knife and was standing 10, 15 feet away from me. And I shot him 15 times in his chest. Think they just let me go home? I, I don't think so. What if it was a white woman with a knife? You know what they would say? You know, you're a man. You got to be able to protect yourself. That's the problem with these cops. But it just, it, it didn't register. I don't know. I'm sure, I mean, it registered with the people in the neighborhood because obviously there was some situations where, you know, a lot of people was getting into it with the cops. There was some arrests and stuff like that. But the nation, I don't know if they're just getting numb to it. Or the other thing, which is totally possible and which pisses me off, to be honest. The other thing is people fake it when they want to be they want to be a part of the wave. So George Floyd caught fire and everybody wanted to be part of that wave, right? Whereas Mr. Wallace didn't catch fire. And so people are not really caring about it. To me, it's all the same. It doesn't matter if it's George Floyd or Trayvon Martin or, or Walter Wallace. It's like you see video of someone being murdered in the street. And you know, you already know it's going to happen. Paid vacation. We were afraid for our lives. No charges. Because he had a, he had a weapon. He knows he was nowhere near them. There's a dozen witnesses that's going to, you know, can say that the pops were shooting while running away. But you already know what's going to happen. It's just sad. It's sad that it's still happening. Ah, Barkus, come on, man. Barkus just peed on the carpet. Did did you not go outside? Did you not go? Did you just not go outside? I I don't take any breaks. I don't cut. I don't edit. So if I get mad at the dog while the, the show's going on, that's what happens. How you gonna do it right in front of me? You've been you've had such a you've been like you haven't had an accident like in two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. I'm going to blame your mother for it. <laughs> I'm going to blame your mother. Did she not take you outside? Nah, he's not listening. Nah, he's, uh, 
doing their thing, bro. You know, after dogs use the bathroom, they clean themselves. <laughs> what a time. What a time to be alive. Uh, Lil Pump. Yeah, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Uh, endorsed Donald Trump. Um, I thought that was interesting because they actually accepted the the endorsement. Imagine it getting so bad that you have to accept endorsements from Lil Pump. And I, like that's that's where we're at right now. Trump would take anybody. He probably think Lil Pump is black, but they'd take it. They'd take it from anybody. If I, I honestly, if I came out today and said, you know, some. Uh, here's why I'm voting for Trump. They would have me on Fox News. What's today? Today's a Tuesday? They have me on Fox News by Thursday. Guaranteed I would be on I'd be on something. I'd be on one of those. I'd be on something. By Thursday. Not a problem. A little pump. I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure that Lil Pump is not registered to vote. I'll, I'll put it at a thousand. A thousand percent sure that 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 they're not that little pump is not not gonna be voting. Jonathan Moreno, another one of these stories that it seemed like it should have gotten more run, but it didn't. He pulled a, a Trump supporter pulled a gun on some some girls, some teenage girls who threw some water on them. Like that's not that's not normal behavior. That's what I was talking about before. Like, yeah, nobody, I mean, I get it. Nobody wants water poured on them. But imagine you was in a restaurant and your girl poured, you know, found out you was cheating and dumped water on you. You pulled out a gun. What do, you, what do you think would happen? Nothing seems to happen to these, you know, Trump supporters. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, that's why I say be safe. Because I'm a little concerned of how, these these guys are going to react if he loses because they have nothing. They, he's a cult leader. So when your cult leader goes down and you have nothing, you're prone to do crazy things. Like there's an episode of the uh, of the boys. Remember I told you I was binge watching it and I finished both seasons. But it, it, it's even though it's a superhero show, like it's really about Trump, <laughs> honestly. But there's an episode where. They hype up the rhetoric so much that this guy, all he does is just consume. He just consumes it, consumes it to the point that he thinks that the guy that uh, that he goes to the convenience store with is some sort of like terrorist, and he shoots him because he thinks he got superpowers. He's a super a superpower terrorist. He shoots him in the head because he thinks he's you know he's one of the villains, and he's not. So I'm I'm just concerned that. These guys don't have anything to lose. They're losers. They don't really have a lot of friends. They don't have really a lot of prospects. Trump is going to leave and go hide out in Margalo or in New York with all of his money that he's stolen from them. They're worse off four years in than they was four years ago. And they may try to take it out on black people. So I just want you to be aware uh, of that. And, and also, when I talk about, I'm talking about the cops, too. Because did you see the NYPD driving around with the bullhorn saying Trump 2020? These are the ones that protect and serve, right? Like, 
if they're outwardly telling you that they're terrorists, the cops, these other things, was it the Boogaloo Boys? Boogaloo Boys was the ones that were setting fires and shooting at cops and trying to blame it on Black Lives Matter. Like, you got to open your eyes to what's happening. You got to open your eyes to what's happening. So be, be very, very, very careful out there. So, so the dog don't use the bathroom and don't fell asleep now. Legs crossed and everything. That's that's really, I, this is really bothering me. I said, we don't take, there's no breaks. There's no edits. <laughs> and I can't edit. It's not like I can't edit. I could stop and go back and take out the part where I, I get upset at the dog for using the bathroom. But do we keep it real here? I hate the phrase keep it real, but I, I assume if you're listening, you, you want to hear exactly what's going on. Like the the baby's on the way. Like at any point now, the baby could come. So it's probably gonna be crying babies and the podcast going forward. I got a little swing down here. So the baby's probably gonna be co starring soon. So yeah, babies got dolls, got all type of stuff going on. All type of stuff going on. Alright, let's uh finish this up with keep that same energy. I've said this before. I'm probably gonna say it again because it's very important. Because I just hate I hate fake people. I hate fake stuff. But when all this stuff happened with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and others, yeah, all of these leagues and teams and executives and brands. Yeah, Blackout Tuesday on Instagram. Everybody was putting out their little Black Lives Matter statements on social media and how much they love us and all of that stuff, right? And I tried to tell you, like, it's it's a lie. That's all. It's just PR. People just ride the wave. And I can give you a perfect example of that. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. That's a NHL team for you guys that don't follow hockey. They drafted a kid named, what's the kid's name? Uh, Mitchell Miller, right? I had no idea who this is. I don't uh, keep up with the uh, the NFL, like, uh, excuse me, the NHL draft <laughs> in the fourth, fifth rounds or whatever. But whatever the case, they drafted this kid, Mitchell Miller. Um, and he was with his parents, and he was crying, and they were all happy, and, and all of that good stuff, right? You know, what you normally expect when, when your, your son uh, gets drafted by a professional sports league. Come to find out, though, little Mitchell is a racist bully. <laughs> uh, he, not just a racist bully, he assaulted and abused uh, a mentally challenged black kid. Called him the N-word, would physically beat him up, uh, made him eat candy that, that had been in the urinal, been in the toilet. Uh, he did all of this stuff Finally got uh, caught, went in front of a judge, and this is a, this is a bigger problem as far as the uh, uh, the justice system. He went in front of a judge. The judge says, "I don't, you know, I don't think it's racist. It's racially insensitive. That's something that white people made up. I mean, maybe you should ask a black kid if he thought it was racist to be caught an N word and beat up every day." His his uh, Mitchell's mom 
It's like, ah, you know, it wasn't racist. You know, just kids being kids, boys being boys. That's always funny to me. If there was a black kid that was beating up her kid and making him eat candy out of the toilet, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't call it boys being boys. But the part, the part that is, is, is I'm really trying to get to is, is yeah, we know white people. Some white people are terrible like that. Are the coyotes who did this big press release about how they were on the board of this direct, the board of directors uh, for the NHL about helping to end racism and, and helping diversity in hockey and all of this stuff. They're real proud of that. Then they, you know, draft the racist. Interesting, they didn't have to. Like I said, he wasn't like he wasn't a first round blue chip. He was the fourth round. Plenty of fourth rounders available. They didn't have to do it. They chose to do it. And then when they were called out on it, you know what they said? They said, well, he wrote us a letter and said he was sorry. <laughs> and then somebody asked him, well, did you, you know, did you contact the family or, or the kid that he actually bullied and abused for years? And they said, no, we, we did not. We just took the white kid's word for it that he was sorry. You go looking through the court transcripts, you can tell he's not sorry at all. Sorry he got caught. But not sorry at all. So I say all of that to say, when you see white people, when you see leagues, you see a lot of empty gestures, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Because you got to watch the actions, not the tweets, not the Instagram, not the press releases. You got to see the actions. What actions are you taking? Your actions say a lot more than, than the gesture. If you put, doesn't matter if you put Black Lives Matter on the, the ice, if you draft a racist bully who beats up mentally challenged children. <laughs> like that's, the, the actions are not, the math is not adding up. You gotta look at people's actions. I heard Walmart, Walmart had a big thing about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, blah, 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 and all of this stuff. And then I, uh, some white guy went to a Walmart with a sign that stood just like in the parking lot with Black Lives Matter and they, they kicked him out. They, they arrest black people all the time at Walmart. Accuse them of stealing when they don't steal. You, 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 you got to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt. A Michael Jordan said that he probably wouldn't survive in the Twitter era. I think he would have because the thing about growing up in any era is you adjust to the era that you're in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he would move the same way he moved in a Twitter era. You know what I mean? So I think he would have been fine. I just think he would have moved differently. Like, if you, it's hard sometimes. You can't just take what someone did in, in 1997, right? Or whatever, 1996. Whatever that controversy was. And then plop it down in 2020 and say, yeah, man, that wouldn't work. Of course not. Like, when I talk about comedians, you can't take what Eddie Murphy said in 1985 and 1987 and try to apply 2020 logic to it. It's a different time. It's like 30, you know, it's 40 years ago. You can't, you, you, it's, it's just in general, you, you can't relate a 21, 22-year-old man to a 50-year-old man that got like 10 kids. Like his whole mentality is different. But sometimes that's what happens is people try to just plop it down. Like, yeah, uh, Michael Jordan going to the casino, 
a you know, day before a playoff game in a whole different state would have not played well on social media. But you have to think if social media was around back then, he probably wouldn't have did it because there's no way that Michael Jordan would have been able to not have camera phones on him 24-7. So he probably just wouldn't have did it. Some of the things that he did, he wouldn't do it. Just like some of the things that you did 10 years ago, you don't do today. Some of the things you did five years ago, you don't do today. Like, that's just evolution. You know, one of the problems with our society is, honestly, is that we take what people did 5, 10, 20 years ago, something that they said, and we apply it to 2020. I don't think that's fair because... Nobody is the same as they were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, if you if your mom or your dad right now or what, 50, 60, 40, whatever, 40, 50, 60, and you ask them what were they doing so in, in the year 2000, how was they moving then? You know, a 20-year-old moves different than a 30-year-old. A 30-year-old moves different than a 40-year-old. A 40-year-old moves different than a 50 You get what I'm saying? You know, maybe at your core, y'all, you, I think at your core, everybody's the same at your deepest core. But you, you just just through osmosis, through the changing of times. Like how many, think about how many people had no interest in politics during, say, the Obama years or the Bush years or the Clinton years. Just because politics was just, it just what it was. Like it did, it wasn't inflammatory. So you just didn't care. You know, maybe you voted for the presidential election, but you didn't really, you didn't talk about it. Like I said, I've been on Twitter since 2009. And I can tell you the amount of political tweets that was like from 2000, I would say in total, from, from 2009 to 2016, I would say the amount of political tweets in comparison to 2016 to 2020 was probably five times less. Maybe 10 times less. In the last four years, I'm pretty sure there's been five to 10 times more political tweets than there was at any, any other, the whole rest of the time of social media. It's just things change. And you, you roll with it. So I say that to say, I think Michael Jordan would have been fine. I just think he would have handled it different. Now, yeah, like I said, once again, if you just pop down what he was doing, then into now, it probably wouldn't fly, but I don't think he would make those same moves. And the last story, I saved this. I saved this for the last one of the day. I thought it was interesting. Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie was on um, Mike Tyson podcast, Hot Boxing. Now, Lil Boosie is very opinionated. He's always been very opinionated. Uh, he has a lot of thoughts on homosexuality. Um, I think most people would know some of his thoughts from what he said about Dwayne Wade's son, not daughter, where he asked Dwayne Wade uh, not to cut off his daughter's penis. And he's always kind of had these really strong thoughts. I mean, he's also had strippers at his son's birthday party. His son's like 12, but that's another conversation for another day. Mike Tyson is, here's the thing about Mike Tyson. You know, he's chill now, but there's still, like, this level of 
he made us flip out and kill everybody in the room. <laughs> he's very chill when he talks now, and he seems very calm, but it's just something underneath there. there there's, there's a demon that's being held back. And so when you're talking to Mike, you 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 kind of are very uh, leery about what you say back to him. So when Mike asked him, you know, do you have any strong feelings about homosexuality because, you know, you're gay or you've had some stuff happen to you in jail and stuff like that, that little Boosie couldn't really say anything back. Stuttering a bit. And if you watch the whole interview, Mike is really just kind of, you know, Mike's been in jail. Mike's had a lot of things happen to him. He's kind of lecturing Boosie about, you know, letting that stuff go and not having an opinion on everything and just kind of enjoying life. Smoke your weed and be happy. I think, I think knowing when to shut up is a talent. <laughs> knowing when not to speak can save you a lot of times. I think, you know, you're, you're part of the problem with social media is it just gives you an outlet to always say something about everything. I have to, I have to, I had to learn that you don't have to say everything <laughs> that you're thinking because it'll come back to haunt you. I wish I'd have learned it sooner, but you know, better late than never. Like I see things every day that I have an opinion on. I've, a thought on sometimes they're strong thoughts, but I don't say it because you have to weigh you gotta weigh the balances of first off, does it have anything to do with you? Right? Is it a battle that's worth fighting for? Like do you or do you really want to go to bat for a like the it may like I always say sometimes it's the issue, not the person. Cause I was always told, see this see I one of the things that that has gotten me in trouble over the years is that I was always taught to not see the individual, see the situation. Like that's how I was told to report things. Ignore the person. Just see each individual situation as, as what it is. And then that way you can be unbiased. Unfortunately, people don't think like that. People have a an opinion on a person and it, it, it blinds anything else that's going on. So you can rationally say situation, just say person A and person B. But I can see it as situation A and B. But if somebody doesn't like the person, they don't want to hear about the situation, like logically. Like, I, you know, like that's just, it just, that's just the way it is. Like, you can't have a discussion. Once people have in their mind a certain thing, or they have a certain agenda, then it, it, it doesn't matter what you say. It's just not going to work out, you know, for you. So it's just it's just not worth it. It's it's not worth it to to go and go back and forth and and all of that stuff. So sometimes you just gotta, you know, little Boosie should just not say anything sometimes. <laughs> And, and and here's the thing. Here's here's the the real hypocritical part of it. The real part that I find funny, right, is that with someone like Lil Boosie, people would be like, "Shut the hell up! Shut the hell up! 
Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Shut the hell up. We don't need your opinion. You don't know about this. You, you don't need da 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 blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as a controversial topic comes up, you know what they say? Lil Boosie, you going to talk about this? What's your opinion? <laughs> ah, social media, I tell you. Be sure to check out the website, blacksportsonline.com, and register for my email list for all the new updates. Listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, BSOTV, and much appreciation to my podcast partners at ABF Creative for all their hard work in making this weekly podcast a success. I'm out.